Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be behind the mic, bashing out some episodes. Oh my goodness, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that we have had a rough week and a half. (sighs) It was like one thing after another with the baby getting sick, then I caught a cold, then my period started. Sorry if you're a dude, I don't know why you're listening to this anyways, or if you're a woman who feels like that's TMI. I kind of just, I'm, I'm kind of an overshare. I don't know. And then I had some kind of random stomach bug virus that I thought I was going to die. I couldn't see straight. I was like wearing glasses. I was like a Kardashian walking around everywhere in the dark, like having on glasses. It was terrible. So all of that to say, I'm so excited to be sitting here right now, batching out podcast episodes. Oh, it feels so good to feel so much better. Okay, today we're talking about four ways to protect your mental health during the holiday season. Now, this is something that I'm passionate about, making sure we're protecting all year long, but I know that the holidays trigger a lot of things for a lot of people. It can be harder because schedules are kind of mixed up. We're seeing family that we might not usually see. We are having to adjust schedules for people we might not usually adjust our schedules for. Life just kind of gets crazy. It's easy to get sucked in and your mental health can suffer. And so I want to share some things that are just practically going to be helpful if you'll actually implement them. Okay. Like I say, every episode, nothing changes if nothing changes and you have to take what you hear on this episode and you have to actually implement it into your life. Okay. We can't just learn and soak in and take in all the things we have to actually start doing. We have to actually start doing things. So let's get right to it. The first thing that you need to do is create time and space for yourself. This is something you should be doing anyways throughout the year, but especially during the holidays, because like I said, we're usually more on the go. We're out more. We're seeing more people. If you're anything like me, that drains me. I know some of you that fuels you and you love it. Something is wrong with you. I'm just kidding. But I need time and space for myself to just sit and think and be. I need the quiet. If you need help doing this practically, I'm going to link episode 22, like to get this into your schedule. It talks more about structuring your time and being able to better serve you and your needs. So like instead of you not knowing where your time is going, and I feel like all I did was run around today all day and shop and buy Christmas presents and wrap things and I was here and I was there. Use something like time blocking. Use a template to structure your week. If you know where you're going ahead of time, you can write that in. I'm not going to get into all that right now, but I will link to that episode in the show notes so that you can listen through that episode and use that method of scheduling your week. Because sometimes I have to schedule in quiet time. I have to schedule in nothing else happening. Just me time, whatever I need to do. A lot of times that looks like getting up earlier before my kids. My morning routine is something that I've implemented. It's something I try to stick to even on the holidays whenever I don't have to be up early and they don't have to be up early, but I still try to get up and have that time for myself because that is when I get centered. It's when I get grounded. It's how I start the day. I just got to have it. So you might have to get creative. If you don't already wake up earlier than your kids, you may have to do that during the season or sneak away to the bathroom if possible. Tell your husband you need to go to the grocery store. You need to do something, but get into your car. Don't turn on the radio. Use that quiet time. Maybe when it's quiet, when the baby's napping or you're, you find yourself with some free time, don't quickly like fill it up with TV or social media or even podcasts. Like 
sometimes even really good things aren't what would be best for you. Like that's not going to serve you best in the moment. You have to start asking yourself these things. What do you actually need right now? And if you're trying to protect your mental health, one of the things you need to be doing is letting yourself sit and take in stillness and silence. And maybe that's a little bit uncomfortable or strange, but just taking some deep breaths, relaxing, even if I'm talking about some of these things, like my shoulders are tensing up because I'm thinking about how crazy the holidays tend to be, but just take some deep breaths, relax, and enjoy as much time and space as you can over the holiday season. I know it's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of things going on. Kids have performances and school shows and musicals and all of these things, Christmas parties. Oh my goodness, don't even get me started on all of that. And so just create time and space for you. That is number one. Number two, say no when you need to say no. I keep seeing this everywhere. Like now all of a sudden everybody is talking about no is a complete sentence and no means no and it's okay to say no. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really struggled with this. I'm not a people pleaser. I'm kind of like more complete opposite. Like I've just never really cared. I don't care what people think, which is not a good thing. Like it's not what I'm proud of, but it does come in handy with just saying no or avoiding what I don't want to do, which avoidance is not the best strategy. I don't really suggest that, but you get what I mean. I'm personally not someone who has a hard time telling people no or not doing what I don't want to do, but personal boundaries and saying no is something you're going to have to do if you want to protect your mental health, especially during the holidays. When it comes to families, when it comes to in-laws, when it comes to things that they may want you to do that you don't want to do, it's okay to say no. And if they don't understand That says more about them than it says about you. You cannot take on their feelings and their responses. You have to set your boundaries. There's a book. I haven't read the whole thing, but it's really good. It's called Boundaries. I can link it below probably in the show notes. But if you haven't read that, get it on the audiobook. Listen to it over the holidays. Read it. Get a digital, an ebook, however you need to consume it. But it is really, really good. Practice saying no. Get used to saying no. And say no as often as you need to say no. Like, it is okay for you to tell people no. There's your permission slip. Write it out, sign it, date it, whatever you need to do. That's number two. Okay, so the next one, number three, is super important because it is being proactive instead of reactive. So we're not waiting until we're past the breaking point and about to explode or have an emotional breakdown or just freak out. Being proactive about what our minds are focused on. This is number three. Don't allow your mind to think on the negative all day long. Don't go into the situation focused on how bad it's going to suck because you can't stand this family member or you don't care for your mother-in-law or whatever it is that is making you think that this thing, this outing, this get-together, this party, this whatever is going to be the absolute worst thing you've ever done in your life. It's going to be so terrible. If you expect the worst... That's what your experience is going to be. That's what your reality is going to be because you are going to find evidence of what you are looking for. So if you believe that it's going to be terrible before you even get there while you're still getting ready at the house, then the entire time that you're on the way, driving, when you get there, when you get out, when you walk in the house, your brain is looking for evidence to prove you right and to prove why it is terrible, just like you thought it would be. Now, I'm not saying that we have to have toxic positivity here and say, 
oh, this is going to be the best thing ever and just like convincing ourselves, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But it is reframing the situation with a more positive spin because there's always a positive, right? Like there's always a silver lining, which, ugh, gag me. I've like never been one to say that or believe that. Trust me, it's not my thing. That's not who I am. I have a friend who is a very, very close friend. She's more like family, like a sister, like a really close aunt who is like the bubbly cheerleader, always sees the positive. And oh my goodness, I don't even know how I was friends with her for so long because back then I was like, negative Nancy, this is not funny. There's nothing great about the situation. It really sucks. And I'm like the dark emo friend who's like, oh, like you're, this is, this is the worst. And she's so bright and bubbly. So I'm not saying that we have to like convince ourselves something's great when it's not. And she doesn't, I don't think she does that. She actually like believes things are like the best thing ever. Like she will eat something at the restaurant and be like, oh my gosh, this is the best dip I've ever had. Oh my gosh, this is the best pizza I've ever had. And it is so funny because she like really believes it. And I I like, I want to be here one day. She's goals. But we're not convincing ourselves that our mother-in-law is, which by the way, I love my mother-in-law. I'm in a Bible study and I feel so bad. These girls, they can't stand their mother-in-laws. And I know so many, so many people can't stand their mother-in-laws. I'm I'm blessed in that area. I will give God that. Like he gave me a great mother-in-law, two of them actually, because my husband has a stepmom. They're both amazing, no complaints. So this is not like a real life example, but it's not convincing yourself that she is all of a sudden like this great, amazing person that you're going to get along with, even though you've never gotten along with her the past 10 years that you've been married to her her son. But it is reframing like what what is good about this? Like what is something positive in the situation? And just focus on that. Like you have to go anyways. You have to do it anyways. Like more than likely if it's something like a family get together or whatever that you do every single year. You're going, so how can you make peace with it? How can you see something positive from it, okay? This is something I still struggle with, so this is not, I'm not preaching at you, I'm with you here because there are gonna be things, there are gonna be people this holiday season, and oh my goodness, if they're listening right now, they're probably like, wait, is she talking about me? But there are gonna be things and people that you come in contact with or that you know you have to do that if you're already looking for it to be the worst thing ever, then you're going to, experience it as a worse thing ever. And ever, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? When you have to do it anyways, when you have to do it and go there and do the thing, just try to reframe it, try to make it a little more positive, find one positive thing. And maybe it doesn't have anything in the world to do with that person. Maybe you notice the sun shining on the way to that house, that family member's house. <laughs> maybe that's like the positive thing is just like, Lord, thank you for this bright, shining sun. Thank you for this warm day, <laughs> whatever it is. Maybe it's that you and your husband are driving there together. I don't know. Maybe your kids were well-behaved, whatever it is. Like think about something positive. I'm glad that I get to do this because, okay? Number four, last, but certainly not least, Honestly, this should be a given, but I know as a busy mama, it's not always a priority. I am not preaching at you again. I'm here with you because I need this reminder that this is so absolutely vitally important. But as busy mamas, this is not always a priority. We have to make sure we are getting into the word and reading our Bibles, okay? Even if it's super quick on the Bible app or you have it read to you through headphones, I don't know if you know this, but the version Bible app, you can push play and it will read to you through headphones. So there's no excuse. Don't underestimate the power of that small time. 
the enemy, and I am about to preach right now, the enemy does not want you to see the power of opening an app and reading a few verses. He doesn't want you to see the power of listening to a few things a day and just getting that truth into your mind. He doesn't want you to believe that it's worth it. He wants to convince you that it has to look a certain way, be a certain way, feel a certain way for it to count, and that is not true. Some mornings I have the Bible app read to me on the way to school. Sometimes it reads to me on speaker as I'm getting ready or through headphones as I drive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you consume it, how you get it into your body, but it does matter what you're consuming. It does matter that you make time for it. It is so, so important. And every single bit of it counts. Every verse, every little nugget of truth that you can filter through your mind, that's how it's, the Bible says that's how we renew our minds daily. We should be renewing our minds. We should be allowing him the truth of his word, the promises of who he is and who he says about us to renew our minds day by day. It's not a one-time thing. It's not even a one-time thing first thing in the morning. It's throughout the day if you're anything like me. So please, please make time to get in the word, especially over the holidays. Like I said, these four things are things we should be doing year round. This is how we cultivate healthy mental health, like protect our mental health and make sure we stay in a good place mentally and emotionally and physically and all these things because how you feel and what you believe truly does affect all other areas and aspects of your life. So if you can get these things down, start small, then you're really going to see the effects of it in other areas of your life and other people are going to notice a difference. They're going to notice whenever you start to make these things a priority, but probably because you're going to be telling some of them no, but they're going to notice that you are not as reactive. You're proactive. You're more thankful. You are more grounded in truth in the word of who God says you are. And so you can see other people as he sees them. And it's, it's like this domino effect. Okay. So as always, don't leave the things that you heard here. Take them with you. Write them down, whatever you need to do, put them on a post-it note, a note card, put it on your bathroom mirror, put it on your dash when you're driving, your cabinets in your kitchen, your refrigerator, wherever you need to put it. Remind yourself of these ways and these things that you should be doing to protect your mental health during the holidays because it matters. It matters because you matter. And you want to live your best life. I'm starting to say that word. I'm like sounding like a walking just cliche here. I cannot stand cliches. If you know me, you know that. But living your best life, why would you not? You literally get one life. So why would you spend it being mad and angry and bitter and, oh, this is going to suck and I hate the holidays and I hate having to do this. I, I lived that. Like, trust me, I get it because I lived that for so long. And now looking back, I feel so much regret and almost shame. And I know that there's no place there. So I have to ask and I have to pray for God to redeem my time and redeem the days that I spent where the enemy honestly had a stronghold over my mind because that's what it is. It all starts in the mind. And I'm I'm so thankful that I have broken free from that and he no longer has that hold and he doesn't have a place there. It's It's now the truth of God's word and who he says that I am. And it filters into every other aspect of your life. So it, it does matter. Your mental health does matter, and it's very important that you protect it, especially over the holidays, but but all year. 
Like implement these things all year long, even the day after Thanksgiving, even the day after Christmas, continuously over and over until your reminders become routines. These habits become things that you do in your life without even realizing it. So I hope this was helpful. I pray that it blesses you. Take a screenshot. Let me know that you're listening. Tag me on Instagram at Hey It's Kaysen. And if you have not already, please leave a rating and review for the podcast. It'll take like two minutes, but it will help other moms just like you to find messages and episodes just like this so that you're helping to encourage them and helping me spread this message of hope and light and encouragement for moms everywhere. And I'm so thankful for you. Protect your mental health, mama. It matters. I'll talk to you soon.